Hey everybody, welcome to the next episode of the Strand Tennis Center podcast, filled with tips, advice, tennis, not tennis, just life advice too, whatever you need. Uh, like it on YouTube, share it on uh, the podcast as well. Thank you. Welcome to the Strand Tennis Center podcast. It's a Thursday. We do this show. We've had a lot of debate in here before. Nora's uh, on fire today. She's got a lot of topics to talk about. She will. <laughs> she's making faces behind the camera and making fun, but she will return and uh, have a few thoughts. She always does. They're very, very valuable. See you later, Nora. See ya. Okay. So I was going to talk about something else, but you brought up oh, the boss up. thing. Oh. Do you... Respecting the boss? Yeah. Do yeah. you have to... Say your business is running great. You're making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Moving parts, all this is going well. You do your job well. You like your job. Okay. But you don't respect your boss. Okay, so, but here's a, here's the different world, right? You can res- in in like a corporate world or like a world where there's more ladders to climb. I cannot respect my boss and then try to climb over him and become, you know what I mean, and okay. get above him. But in this small world where like it's just us and you're like the top boss, you know, the head honcho. If you know that's different, that's different because there I can't climb above you. So you there's I mean? contingencies. Yeah. So there. I'm like, oh, fuck this guy. I'll like do better and I'll get a promotion and I'll be equal or I'll be above this guy. You there's know scenarios. I mean? So yeah. in this scenario, you're saying, I I mean, I'm already working with the boss boss. Yeah. If I don't respect respect, respect him, yeah. this is going to be tough it's to do. It's going to be like, you know, it depends on why I don't respect him. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So then we can go into the specifics of that. We were okay. talking morally, say I was unethical, right? We we're talking about, you know. I don't know, cheating on wives, whatever, all that yeah. stuff. Anything unethical. Say he's a liar, he cheats yeah, on his yeah. wife, he, he's disrespectful. Or, like, or like even like you cheat the client, something like that. I would be like, I don't know if I want to work at this place, you know, after a while. You know, like some, some people are, you know, scummy. They like to just get the money from the clients, et cetera, et cetera. Correct. You know what I mean? So it's important, I think. So if I could extra- extra- extrapolate on that, it's hard for me to talk. You would then say, if this person can lie to these people, mm-hmm. he, what's what's him from lying to me, right? He oh, could yeah, probably lie to me too. and yeah. steal from me and say, yeah. be distrustful. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I mean, I would totally agree because, like we talked about with employees, everyone has a different currency. That's a big currency. Like, you could pay people a lot of money. And I know bosses that say, oh, these people are making money. Who gives a shit how I am? Who gives a shit how I behave? You're making money and be quiet. But it's a different day and age in these times because there's a lot of opportunities out there, regardless of what they talk about, recessions. Employment's only at 3% now. Unemployment, excuse me. Yeah, that's good. Unemployment would be great, only 3%. Unemployment's only at 3%, so there's opportunities. And people think differently. They don't. Years ago, it used to be just work, keep your head down. Have a job, and hopefully, you can you know feed your family, and they, yeah. they're loyal to you. Yeah. But here, there you know, there's a lot of options for people. You have a lot of scenarios. People want to enjoy their lives as well. They don't want to be in a situation where it's a negative uh, experience. They want to like their job, and if they don't have that, oh, CJ, you look good. The Yankees hat. Come on, show everybody the Yankees hat. Are you going to the Yankees game? By the way, I just want to. Interrupt. This is our one of our great coaches again. See, did you show me your Yankees hat? Are you a big Yankees fan? I like the Yankees. Yankees, Rangers, Giants, New York. The Yankees and Mets are really good this year. Both of them. Well, the Yankees are a little bit better, but um, Yankees are. They had like a seven-game winning streak just snapped or something like that. Yeah, they're crazy. I went to the game on 
Saturday. Okay, just checking. I was just curious. So we were talking about respecting your boss, CJ. Do you respect your boss? Of course I respect my boss. He's just saying that, Santi. <laughs> 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 um, yes, so uh, especially in a small business, I would, I would agree. A large business, if you're working for Amazon... I don't know. You don't like Bezos. You know what I mean? It's yeah, a huge company. Yeah, it's, it's very different. You're, you're correct. Um, so I just wanted to address that because it was an interesting topic off camera. Uh, my topic today is, and I, we touched on this a while ago, but I want to have a longer podcast on it, is actually more of a situation of Adding habits instead of subtracting habits, I think we have a tendency to think people are always trying to remove things from their life, and instead of, we tend to remove all these things from our life instead of adding the right things, and we talk about the answers and the actions and things like that. I think we need to take more actions to make us happy. I told you, I, I, and again, I can't seem to get away from these. For some reason, they're finding me these podcasts, these interviews about these people being so philosophical about things after they've been successful. And we had a client in here before, and they kind of, you kind of work really hard. You kind of try to get to a point of success, and then they're kind of philosophical after the fact. And they go, oh, I need to meditate more and I need to think inwardly and I need to be spiritual. It's kind of easy to say after you've been successful. Ha I'm having problems. I haven't found somebody, Santi, that's a billionaire. Or I, I haven't found somebody that's not a billionaire that's just trying to pay their bills that is very spiritual and philosophical. It's very hard. Besides a monk that doesn't need to pay any bills. Yeah. You know, they live, in the, they live in the community. They live in the... Uh, in their in their group, it's very hard to find somebody that is very spiritual or very meditative or very contemplative, and they're making like a hundred bucks a week. Usually, I've had it, you know, because you're worried. Because at that point, it's yeah. like uh, Maslow's. Because no, you're uh, gonna worry about a, a shelter. Correct. Uh, Maslow's the hierarchy of needs. Yeah, all correct. Those things, food, and like. Yeah. So How can you not worry? Uh, yeah, I know. It's very, so it's hard. It's very disingenuous for people to write books to me. And I know they're coming from a good place. They're writing books about saying, all right, slow down, subtract, take away things. After they've, their company's gone public, after they've sold this, after they've been a part of the, this uh, private equity group and this hedge fund, and they've worked like crazy and made all... Like, that's what's hard for me. So I think... This philosophical idea of being very meditative doesn't really help 99% of the people. I think what will help 99% of the people is taking actions. Again, the answer is in your actions. People contemplate way too much in life. They think about things way too much, and they don't take actions. You'll get answers if you keep taking actions. You have to. Just do something. Don't think about it. Do it. Because you don't know the alternative anyways. There's no reason to contemplate on ideas when you don't know the alternative. I, again, we've discussed this before. If I make a decision to go right and I don't go left, why lament over it? I don't know what would have happened if I went left. Who the hell knows? Just yeah. make a decision. Make decisions. Make decisions. I've never... The, 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 there's nothing more frustrating. And again, we can bring this back to tennis. Uh... 
do one action, like come and play. It doesn't have to be here. Like we say, play anywhere, but take one action. The best is in a simple phone call with a customer. You can tell with a new customer that this person has trouble making decisions. If you get on a call, somebody will call. And they're like, oh, I have a question about the class. And when's the class? And when's this class? You answer their question. And they still have to go, okay, I'll think about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just yeah. know, like, and then I make it very easy. I say, you come in for one class, try. If you don't like it, we never see you again. Yeah. That is so yeah. simple. Yeah, that's the easy way to do it. But that's the simplest way to do it. And they still go, all right, let me think. Like, there's yeah. nothing to think about. Yeah. And it's not me trying to sell them. It's with anything. Like, do a trial. Come to one class. If you hate it, we'll never see you again. Yeah. Like, that's literally what I say. So people are that debilitated by taking an action that they can't even do that. Good. Would you Would you also – well, here's my thought when you're talking about that. Some people aren't really social. Okay. You know what I mean? I feel like, you know, tennis, you have to be a little bit social. It's a social sport, especially with pickleball. You have to be social. And if you're doing a clinic, you definitely have to be a little social. Okay. But, like, some people that want to try things, they're more, like, introverted. They want to stay home. They're used to, like they, – they go to work, and then they come home, and they want to relax a little bit. They stay home play with their pets or whatever, hang out with their family. Um, but some people, you know, like, like I said, um, they're, maybe they're more introverted. They want to try it and come do these things, but maybe they're a little nervous and they don't know if they'll like, they might be embarrassed if they don't hit well or whatever. You know what I mean? So you think I should empathize side. a little bit more? Well, I don't know because we don't know how they are. We don't, we've yeah. never met them before. But, you know, some people are like that. They don't, you know, even though, uh, like yeah. I see it when they interact with each other, some people are more, you know, a lot of people are very friendly, you know, but that doesn't mean they're very social. They don't have the greatest social skills, you know, even as adults and grown adults, you know. Um, but I always think the act of making the phone call, like when you, if you have the ability to make the phone call, in other words, say I got 10 different things to do and you never get to those things, but the act yeah. of making the phone call means to me that you, you are caring enough, you're or you're caring trying, enough or you're to go, listen, enough. I'm interested yeah. in this. Yeah, yeah. And if somebody on the other line makes it so easy for me, yeah. I'm saying that that person has trouble making decisions. So right. I call up. Right. I go, I want to try this. Come to one, give it a try. Uh, I just having trouble finding the friction there not to make a decision. Now, maybe you're right. Maybe I'm... Yeah not empathizing enough and understanding that the person is or having you, or trouble. Or do you think that, that maybe they're juggling other clubs or trying to find the perfect club even though they've never done anything? Or or maybe they have and they're trying to find like, oh, maybe I like this club better. Maybe I like that club better. Well, that's true. You know? Or like maybe they're thinking about pricing and they're like, oh, maybe I'll try it here. Maybe I'll try it there if I like it here. Okay, maybe they're just calling. Yeah, you know what I mean? I just... I f I <clears throat> really pretty much know that no one would say come to one trial and because in most clubs they want yeah. you to sign up for the session right they don't get they don't give you the trial yeah they oh really the they don't i've oh, never seen that. i've never been in any other club i worked at i've never had a trial or yeah. never had anybody say hey just offer trials oh that's really nice i didn't know that way because i've never played in clubs growing yeah. up so i was like oh I, that, that's that a question to ask nora we should ask her yeah do no. When you went to other clubs, would they let you do a trial class or would you have to sign up for the session? Like, did you have to sign up? They say, hey, my kid wants to play in your advanced group. 
Would they? Did they let you try it first? No. No. They, you just had to sign up. You had to sign up for whatever all the classes. Mem- all the yeah. classes, and correct. they usually weren't refundable. Okay, so that we were talking about. This podcast is about people are t- talking about and trying. She's trying to make faces. Something I will always call you out on it. Don't try to you make me laugh. It'll be fun. I'm not. I enjoy. She's, she's not even on camera. There you go. <laughs> she's see how happy they are to work at the Strand. Always. We were talking on this podcast about people that are already wealthy going, okay, now I have to be introspective. I have to meditate. I have to think about spirituality and be all this. And I was like, I'm waiting to find somebody that has no money that is just thinking about meditating besides a monk. So what I'm saying is people don't take enough actions they contemplate too much usually if you're contemplating too much and you're not successful it's because of that you only start contemplating after you're successful it seems like so what i was saying is somebody will call up ask about a class and we'll say do you can do a trial and come and you go And, and even after that conversation people cannot make a decision it's very hard for people to make decisions do you find it hard to make decisions yeah always why do you think that is I've just always been an overthinker. Like, since I was little, I'd be like, oh, do I want to wear blue? Do I want to wear green? All that stuff. But I think now I just have to realize, like, the day's not going to, like, start unless, like, you actually do something to start the day. So, I don't know. Why do you think it's difficult to make a decision? Uh, Sometimes I'm thinking about, like, what other people are going to think depending on the decision that I've made. But the less I think about what other people think, then the easier the decisions are. So it's more external. It's more judgments outside of your decision. Yeah. Okay. Um, Because that's a that's a that's a big deal. I mean, I I, and and it's helping me empathize too. People are, I guess, what Santi was saying is people are afraid to come to a class because maybe it's social or they're not going to play too well and they're going to embarrass themselves and they're not happy about it. Mm -hmm. Um, I really think that. Making a decision is the most important thing, regardless of what it is. Make a de- they did a study, and they said uh, two different brain studies, and they said, what if we took emotions out of all decisions? And you know what they said is the human brain, you wouldn't do anything. You wouldn't get out of bed because everything is connected to emotions. Like, why would you get up in the morning if you had no emotion to it? So you have to have emotions to your decisions, but you have to just keep making them and keep making them and keep making them. So perfect example, we're doing a health and wellness program for a pharma company. And they're having trouble getting people back to the office, right? You can force some people. But it's funny. Why do you think they're coming back to the office on particular days that we're running the activity? Because you're running the activity. Because we're running the activity. What, what pharma company was well, it? I can't. I don't want to say the pharma company. Uh, you know, that wouldn't be, you know, because as we disparage them, no. But there's a pharma company we're doing work with, but which is interesting. It will, then we'll go into a deeper discussion. What will make you take an action or make a decision? What is a thing that is easier for you to decide? So you have trouble making decisions. What things are super easy for you to decide? You have a couple of things that are just like no-brainers for you. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, honestly. What to eat? Yeah, what to eat, you, what to wear. Well, that's big because people have trouble deciding what to eat and what to wear. Yeah. Okay. Anything else that you feel that is a little bit more 
I, I guess a lack of a better word, serious or more of a kind of a connected to a little bit more emotional stake? My friends. Like Your I friends? Who you choose? Who I'm friends with. Who I surround myself with. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard yeah. to make that decision, especially at that age. It's hard to decide who is a friend and who is not. And uh, that's a tough one. It's all but about how you grow up. That's your programming. That's your blueprint and your parents and stuff like that. But then I cannot, then this is, this is another thing. I cannot blame my parents for anything. I don't like when people talk about, you know, their family life and then they kind of put their decisions as an adult and lay blame to them as how they were grown up. At one point, I have to step up and say, listen, I'm an adult now. Whatever happened to me as a child happened, and I'm not saying, I'm not belittling anything that happened as a child, but you have to realize that you are the adult at this point and you are in control of your own decisions. I'm not saying it doesn't have an effect, but you cannot pass blame. I mean, parents are just as messed up as everybody else, right? We all have problems, right? I mean, we could, I could sit here and run through a list of things that, you know, oh, my dad wasn't, the, you know, who cares? You know, no one really cares. And that's really the bottom line. No one, look, everybody's on the same boat. Everyone's got shit, so everybody's equal. So who, you know, who cares? So you got crap, Santi's got crap, I have crap, but who really cares then? So we're all equal. No one's better than anybody else. And I'm not, I'm not saying that people don't have really bad stuff, but everybody's got something. So, so back to the uh, pharma company. So this will trigger an action. So, which is funny, is I've been driving past corporate centers, and a lot of them are empty because nobody's at the work, but everyone's at the gym, right? People want to work out. So, this is an interesting concept, and we were talking about business ideas online. It's an interesting concept. You want to get people back to the office, create health and wellness activities, and not just the gym, because people don't want to go to the gym themselves. They need something called collective responsibility. So, if they sign up for something with 20 other people, they're like, oh, I have to go to this. My friend's going, they're going. Not just go to the gym. Here's a gym membership and show up. So you can create a whole situation where everybody goes back to work because they want to go to the wellness thing. So it's a whole thing that we're going to develop, Santi. We're giving away free ideas again, like I said last time at the podcast. Give away your best ideas, Santi. And guess what? <laughs> no, because 99% of the people aren't going to do it anyways. So you give, them, you give them best ideas because, you know, that's the problem is people don't take actions. And if people do take the action and decide to do something, it's a great thing. Take actions. Take actions. It's very important. Um, even if it's one day a week, twice a week. If you play tennis or you don't play tennis, that's immaterial. It's about saying, all right, I'm going to, you know, go for a walk. I'm going to do anything I can. Um, how many things do you force yourself to do a day that you don't want to do? Anything? No. Like homework? No. I want to do my homework. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. There's nothing you have to do that you don't want to do. That's good. Yeah, no. That's really good. So that's what you're trying to do as an adult. The problem is as an adult, you get to things that you have to do. So the more the things that you can subtract that you dislike, that's great. And I would, I would try to again, subtract as many, as many negative people in your life as possible. That's a big thing, too. And that'll help you take actions. The problem is misery loves company. So if you're not taking actions, you're probably f surrounded by four people that aren't either. Yep. 
they're just doing nothing as well, and they just you know don't do anything. Something just hang out and relax and chill. So <sighs> your your environment really will dictate what you're doing. Yeah. It really will. So you have to change that environment if you want to take some action. So basically, the the theme of this podcast is. I wouldn't, again, we've, we've discussed this, but I want to discuss it more. Don't look inward. That's not going to help. Take an action, and it will solve a lot of your problems. How many times I've talked to other professionals that just, you won't believe coming up with ideas for them and them going, thinking of a thousand things that can go wrong and not taking it. Like, you don't have no idea. I mean, you have to have to allow yourself the possibility of something good that can happen. Just like on the tennis court, if you equate it to teaching, you got to teach that way too. Most kids are always thinking of missing instead of thinking of hitting. Right? You have to think of hitting the shot instead of missing the shot. Because you go up there and you go, I hope I don't miss. All you're going to do is miss. You have to think of hitting. Think of something in the pause. Think of something good that can happen. So that's why we like to do these wellness things. It's really great for people to see. I mean, we did a wellness program this week, and it's so great to see these people that are stuck in an office or stuck in their home office go out there and feel really good about themselves. It's amazing. It's addictive. So you go out there. You try something new. The, 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 uh, the, the instructor gets you to move. They teach you a couple things. You have a great time. You're hitting, a, you're hitting the ball around. Having a, it's, not, it's some simple things in life. We get too complicated. Do a couple of active things. Stimulate yourself a little bit with physicality, with taking actions, and that's really going to solve a lot of problems. Uh, so that's where I was kind of at, Santa. You have any comments? Is there anything that you've changed in habits? Like, tell me, I'll ask Nora too. Tell me when you've gotten to a rut. What do you think you have you've done that has gotten you to a rut without disclosing too many personal things? And what do you think when you're at your best? How is your day? What do you think? You can jump the mic over there. Switcheroo. Uh, can you repeat? So, so repeat. what do you? When do you think? We all have these ebbs and flows in life, yeah. ups and downs, right? Yeah. So, when do you think you're at your best? What's going on in your day? What do you think? You know, you know, uh, you're you're most productive or you're most happy. Oh, that's a good question. Um, I would say, I mean, when I'm having a good day or if I feel happy, then I emulate happiness. Or even if I'm having a bad day, um, something always usually makes me feel a little bit better. Um, I, usually, I haven't had a bad day in a long time, though, because I, I, I feel like, okay, long story short, I used to hate my, like, career, my life, et cetera, et cetera, which is why, like, That I is switched. a long story yeah. short. I yeah. used to hate my yeah, career, I used to hate my, my life. career, my life. I used to wake up stressed out, p punching the pillow every morning, be like, oh, I don't want to go to work. I hate this, blah, that blah, sucks. blah. And you do that for a long time. And then eventually I was like, I want to do something I want to do. So then, you know, luckily I got this job and I like it a lot. And uh, I don't wake up stressed out wanting to hurt anyone or, you know, <laughs> hurt a pillow or anything anymore. So, like, you know... Um, I think I feel like it's it's taken me multiple years actually to get to a place where like okay I enjoy what I do I enjoy my life I enjoy the happiness now um, and I used to beat myself up a lot yeah. and you know etc um, and then when I had a restaurant I enjoyed that a lot too but then there was a lot of uh, like family drama and stress and stuff so that like made me 
annoyed for no reason or pissed off for no reason. It wasn't it wasn't helping my happiness. So I was like, okay, I need to find my happiness again. Because I used to be a very happy go lucky, like hippie, hipster type of like vibe type of person. And then, you know, I became like a super grumpy, negative person and nobody not saying nobody wanted to be around me, but they'd be like my one coworker used to call me negative Nancy. <laughs> yeah, but she would she would be like, wow. Stop being a negative Nancy. I'm like, Yeah, whatever, da 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 <laughs> you know. You're you're so, the op- to me, you're yeah. the opposite of that. Yeah. It took a lot of work, I would say. You know, it took like a good couple of years. So you know. Can we get a little bit more specific? What kind of work? Did you do anything? Oh, well, no. I mean, it was more like I had to do... It was just like... So when I worked in the liquor industry, I had to drive around, talk to people, and tell them stuff. And they wouldn't... You know, you'd talk to liquor store managers all day, and they wouldn't care because you're just like some kid coming in trying to get them to like move stuff around on their shelves like just because you want better placement. It's their store. Like, what are they... Like, how am I supposed to force them to like move stuff around to get better placement for a specific vodka or whiskey or whatever? And then most of the time, the only way to get that done is just... I wouldn't say bribe them, but the world is the way the way it is. You sure. got to give them something to get something back, right? So um, I hated waking up every day because I was like, I can't convince these people to do these things. Yeah. You know, I don't have the power and leverage to like give them what they want. Um, even though we're the number one liquor company in the world, like I can only give them so much, and I don't have that much leverage. So I just hated, you know, maybe I hated the the sales part about it too, because you had to like bullshit them about it. And say, oh, yeah, we have this coming out, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, they have a budget, too. And they have other salespeople coming in. Um, so I just, I don't know, after a while, it was just, like, it was kind of repetitive. And it was just, like, uh, it wasn't fun anymore. Yeah. Um, like, free liquor is fun. But, like, not, not, not when it comes to a cost, you know. I would assume you're out there by yourself. You're out there the by yourself. Time. You drive around. You, you, like, you have your own schedule. You make your own, like, you just... You, you, you're responsible for your own time and stuff. And I, I, was, I did really well. Yeah. But, like, you know, after a while, um, I hate, I don't know, I'd say I hated it, but it wasn't for me anymore. Um, and, I mean, I have other, I've had other, other companies try to recruit me, too, to work for them. And then I was just like, I don't want to be in this yeah. world anymore. So then that's why I, like, just packed up and went to Colorado for a year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you had to like, yeah. uh, you know, de-stress or whatever, or make an action, take an action. So you did. So that, yeah. I mean, I'm talking about. I guess when I was saying it was specific with the work, I guess that's part of it, right? You yeah. said, "Listen, I'm gonna just." The hardest for part was while. trying to convince people to be like, "Hey, I'm coming to your store. I want to move this stuff around. I want my stuff in front." And they're like, "Who the hell is this guy?" Yeah, I get you it. You know, like uh, it's like me coming to the tennis club and being, "Hey, we're I'm a head rep. Uh, we sell head rackets." Uh, I only want you to put head stuff out here, blah blah blah, and like, it's okay, a tough job like, to be what in. are you gonna do? Like, why why should I do that? I meant I meant you know also I mean? the work in the sense of you said it took a lot of work. I thought maybe you were like, all right, I would t- talk to a therapist or something like that, or any of that stuff. Oh uh, no, I didn't talk to anyone. Okay, I didn't. I feel like I didn't, I feel like I knew what was wrong with me. <laughs> like I self analyzed myself. I'm like, okay. ah, I'm pissed off. I know why I'm pissed off. Yeah, okay. I shouldn't be pissed off anymore. Well, well, it seems be. pretty clear that the yeah. job has got to be interesting, but also there's culture's got to be good too. It seemed like you liked the restaurant, but that culture was tough oh, too. Yeah, the yeah, the restaurant was really fun, but you know when when a lot of the history of a lot of restaurants are like when families are fighting and stuff, it's really hard because it creates too much drama for yeah. no reason. And then you're, it's not even the the work wasn't even hard. It was just more the stress of like, why are these people fighting with each other? Why am I in the middle of it? Like, That's let me tough. just let me just run the business. Let's make the money. 
et cetera. Why are you guys creating problems yeah, for no reason? Yeah, can't have. Imagine we have. Imagine yeah. we had fights in this office. Yeah, like would why would like, we fight? Like what? That makes no sense. Be like you can't get it together. Like Nora, yeah. I want to fight with her right now. Yeah, yeah. She just doesn't okay. do her job. No. You bring Nora on if you want. And no, I have to <laughs> bring her. No, it's just interesting. I mean, I guess the overall question is, you can, yeah, Nora, you can ask her. When do you think that you're at your best, and when do you think you're at your worst, in regards to habits, actions, patterns? When do I think I'm at my best? Yeah. I think I'm at my best when I, like, go to bed on time and, like, eat right. Like, today, I um, was feeling good, so then I, like, ate super healthy. But, like, I don't have, like, big stressors in my life. I'm only 17. My parents pay for most of my stuff. I've, like, they, I have you a... You still have a lot of stresses. Yeah. You can still but put I'm, a I'm lot of... But I'm very lucky, too. Like, I, I don't... I'm not at a stage in my life where I have all these external factors that I'm handling on my own. No, that's great self-awareness. You could still have a lot of stresses, but, you know, I, I agree. That's great self-awareness and say, hey, uh, uh, there's a lot of things taken care of and I shouldn't take life so seriously. Yeah. And you wish kids didn't. And they wish, you know, all the, uh, you know, all these kids that are so depressed and things like that. I mean, again, it's, it's about actions. You're talking about structure, too. You're talking about anybody that has mental illness. Structure is number one. They'll mm-hmm. say, go to bed early. Eat don't right. abuse anything. Eat right. Those are huge positive things for uh, to be happy and to be productive. So uh, same thing here. I think I'm at my best when I'm productive, when you're doing things and you're and you're not kind of contemplating. When you start to contemplate and you start to dwell on the past or the future, you start to dwell on things or anxiety is only the anticipation of something bad that could happen. And that's what really what happens is you're not really inside of any action or doing anything. You're just anticipating something bad happening. And that really what causes a lot of anxiety. So I think the overall theme is action, action, action. If you're rich, don't tell anybody to meditate because it's very, very disingenuous. Let them pay their bills first. It's very important. And, and inside of that, working your ass off, if you have a time to do a breathing technique or four, seven, eight at the end of the day, that's fine. But listen, the, I don't think any billionaire should be writing books about being contemplative. That's just me. It just annoys the shit out of me. Got it, Santi? All right. Take action. Do something. Hopefully this helps. I'll see you. Hey, everybody. Hope you like the podcast. Please share with your friends, anybody that you know, anybody that's into tennis, anybody that's into bettering themselves, share it.